On this episode of Writing Tandem... If you like systems, check out EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. The book Traction is a great one. I love he's pulling out his phone. That means it might... Yeah, (laughs) it'll happen. It'll happen. So I just love to share that with people because those systems are important. The communication is important, and I love that you've hit on those. It's just so valuable. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Well, I'm excited for this podcast today, especially because as we're headed into the holiday season, I feel like baking is just on everyone's mind. And One of the interesting things about the retail bakery business in the United States is that it's actually a multi-billion dollar market. And I feel like as a small business, it's one of the most popular things I hear people talk about starting. And I think it may have something to do with like the coziness um, and the great smells and tasty treats that we associate with baking not to mention just the beautiful things that we see come out of bakeries. And so I think that can be a big draw, like the charmingness of it. And um, and though a bakery may sound charming, I don't know if that's always the case. So I'm excited just to have these guests here today. And I just actually watched a Christmas movie, a sappy Christmas movie, is what I like to do when I'm wrapping gifts and I'm getting gifts ready. Um, And the main character of this particular one, I think it was called like the princess swap. It was for sure sappy, Um, but great. It made me smile all the time, but she owns a charming bakery and she goes to compete on a reality TV um, baking contest. And of course, you know, she wins and it's all great there. And she meets Prince Charming, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember thinking how delightful it would be to own such a cozy, wonderful little bakery that they depicted there. And so today I'm going to be interviewing and talking with Amber Saney and Kurt Forster, who talk about what it's like to own and operate their bakery, which is the Baking Flamingo. And I, of course, have to ask about the name. And is it Baking Flamingo or O's? O's. Baking Flamingos. Well, because there's two of you, I'm guessing, yes. He doesn't bake, but I have another baker. (laughs) (laughs) He only bakes when I need him to. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm excited to introduce you guys here. And so I've got Amber and Kurt. Um, And I'm just going to give you a brief little bios quickly, and then we're going to dive in here. Does that sound good? Yep. Awesome. Okay. So Amber, um, she said she was born and raised in Omaha, which is awesome, just right over the river for where, from where I live and where we record this podcast. And she has over 15 years of experience in catering and baking service industry. And I love you said here that you recognized your natural talent, which is awesome, and began to research and develop your own baking and decorating skills. My mother also um, she did, she decorated cakes. And so she kind of nat- naturally fell into that. And I thought that was neat. You said here, um, and Amber is committed to creating new and beautiful desserts. And I have seen pictures. They are beautiful and experimenting with new recipes and techniques. So I'm excited to hear about that, like how you're doing that. And then Kurt, excited to have you too. He, uh, I love it says here, hails from Florida. <laughs> Um, but made Omaha his home. Florida, Omaha, very different for sure. Yeah. Uh, During high school. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. And uh, he worked in a kitchen during college. I also did a little bit in a kitchen during college. 
and loves to create delicious food. And I love it says here, you're not afraid of getting messy in a busy kitchen, but you specialize more in the managing of the business side um, of the bakery. And <laughs> this is great and I think so huge. You're committed to keeping the bakery running smoothly and quality assurance. And it says testing the products. <laughs> yes. Are yeah, you the official? Very important. Are you the official taste tester? Or? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. So welcome. Glad to have you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I've got to ask first and foremost about the name, baking flamingos. Mm-hmm. Where did that? Where'd that come from? I have been obsessed with flamingos for a very, very long time. And when I decided to start selling just cookies and decorating kits, I'm like, well, if I'm going to sell this, I need to have a name. Mm. And it originally started as the baked flamingos. And my mom was like, you sound like a CBD dispensary. So (laughs) I'm like, well, maybe when it becomes legal in Omaha, we'll open up a branch. (laughs) There you go. But then I changed it to the baking flamingos and I wanted to keep it plural so that when I hired on other bakers, it would still apply to them as well instead of being just me. And we could share the love and be all a little flamingo flock and, you know, I love that. That's fun. So you're, Kurt, you're now one of the flamingos. I am now one of the flamingos, yes. Yeah, I joined a little bit after she started. So Okay. Tell me a little bit about that, that you guys, you have a partnership within this bakery. Yes. How how did that come about? What are the significant points along that journey? Um, I started on my own and was planning on being a cottage baker forever so I could work from home and hang out with my kids and get them to and from And then it started taking off a little bit and Kurt's like, I'm sitting over here on all this money and I need things to, I need something to invest in that I believe in. And that's you. And I'm like, me? Oh, wow. For real? Well, think about it and let me know. He's like, no, no, I've already thought about it and I'm on board and I want to do all of the things that you don't like to do, like the computer work and the back end and the inventory. And I'm like, match made in heaven. Absolutely. And he's been friends with my husband for years and we became friends a few years back also, we played volleyball together. And so it's not like some random person coming up to me like, I want to give you money and help you with your business. <laughs> and so. What a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kurt, tell me your side of that story. That's, um, I mean, what a dream for a business owner, especially to have things lifted off your shoulders that you're maybe not as good at. But what were you, tell me about your thoughts. What were you thinking at the time? Um, well, I had always kind of dreamed of owning a restaurant or food service place of some sort. Um, but uh, being the main breadwinner and not having the time or money to really put into doing that myself, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't do it. And then Amber, you know, started up and went over to her house one day and, you know, she was telling me about it and showed me some stuff and gave me a couple of samples, I believe. <laughs> and then uh, I went home and kind of thought about it and discussed it with my wife and, she said she was fine with it as you know, long as I was comfortable doing it. And so then I approached Amber and asked her, and she was like, "Yeah." It's like I hate. She's like, "I don't like. I don't do computer stuff." And I was like, uh, I, "I my job is computers." So yeah. So <laughs> it worked out. I was like, "I do computers and I do finance." So yeah. Yeah. And I like to bake, but I I can't decorate like her. So. <laughs> He lies. He's a natural talent. I was sick during our first wedding and that we had to do, and he decorated the cake, and he did it so well that I was jealous. It was a natural talent. Oh, wow. I'm like, 
it took me months to make it that smooth. What are you, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was just knocking out the cupcakes like he had been doing it for years. Oh my gosh. It took me months to learn how to do just a simple rosette. And he's just like, here you go. <laughs> That's there's a, awesome. There's 150 cupcakes done. <laughs> so. Have you done anything like that before? I cook at home and, you know, did worked in the kitchen, but I've never been a baker. Like, okay. I, because I have this issue of following directions. <laughs> <laughs> Which they say True with story. baking, you have to, like, you, it's, right, it has to be it's precise. chemistry, yeah. essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've never really decorated or anything. I do art and stuff a little bit, so that, maybe that kind of applies to it or whatnot, but... Other than that, no, I've never really done baking or decorating of anything. So, how oh, cool! Yeah. I learned early on to make sure to write the instructions out for him and highlight and like add in the little notes that say, "Don't forget this step." Because mm-hmm. there was one day where I think it was a coconut flavored thing, and we got it in the oven. He's like, "Was I supposed to add coconut flavoring? <laughs> Did you forget to tell me that part?" I'm like, "Oh no, Kurt." It's coconut cupcakes. That's funny. <laughs> and then we had a couple other instances where, like, we forgot we were doubling a recipe. And I'm like, don't forget to double everything. And then he looks at me. He's like, did you remember to double the eggs? <laughs> Those eggs are key, too. Yep. I'm curious. Um, I want to know so much about your partnership. But I want to back up one step before mm-hmm. we get there. I want to know really what Baking Flamingos does and because we can just sort of make assumptions but I don't want to do that so um, one of the ways I like to ask that is what does your mom or your friends what do they think you do and then I'd love to know what do you actually do so what do people generally think is it like the movies you know like what do people think that you do so my mom (laughs) she 100% supports me she helps me bake or she helped me bake in the beginning and she knows that I bake and that I decorate and I do all these things, but she doesn't, I don't know that she quite understood that it was more than a hobby Mm. until the storefront became a reality. She's like, you're finally doing it. I'm like, no, I've been doing it for a year and a half, but yeah. (laughs) And so she's always like, I have a marketing opportunity for you. And all I hear is you want free cookies? You want what? Like I can do cupcakes. Mm -hmm. Cookies? No. (laughs) Your, Your aunt's, your aunt's birthday is coming up. Yeah. I want to send her cookies. Are you paying for them? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it took a little bit for them to adjust to the idea that it was. It started as a hobby and it started as a side business. And now it's actually taken off to be an actual business with a brick and mortar. And we're going somewhere with it. Mm. So it took a little bit to click that it's a legit business, but we're there. And so she gets it and she has to babysit for me sometimes so I can knock out cakes because I'm like, hey, I have two toddlers. They need attention. Right. These cakes also need attention because they have paying customers attached to them. So she comes over. They watch the kids. Um, They're really great with helping out that way. And, you know, they've actually gotten to watch me decorate and see how long it takes and what goes into it. And so that has helped a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So at Baking Flamingos, what types of things do you bake? Is it everything like bread and pretzels and cupcakes and cookies or is is it something more specific? So as a cottage baker right now, we are limited to what we can do. So we're not allowed to use certain products. So as of right now, I stuck with what I know, which is cupcakes, cookies, and cakes. And 
the occasional dipped strawberry or dipped pretzel and cake pops, which we are not doing anymore until we hire somebody that knows how to do that kind of stuff because <laughs> we are not built for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've tried. We've done them. And after seeing people's like fancy, they have like animal heads and all of these super amazing shaped cake pops and stuff. And I'm like, nope, we can barely dip it into the chocolate without <laughs> it falling off the stick yeah. and making it look nice. So we um, we stick to what we know. But we do have uh, an assistant baker that's starting when the, uh, next month. And she does breads, cakes, um, cinnamon rolls, pies, tarts, cheesecakes. Like she actually is a culinary student who went and learned how to do all of these things. And she is amazing at all of it. We worked together at a different bakery. And I told her, I'm like, if I ever get a bakery, you're coming to work for me. The second it became a reality and that we were getting a brick and mortar, I called her and she said yes. So I'm really excited to jump in with her and get, you know, she does the, I mean, we also do brownies and stuff, but she'll be doing all of those things so that I can focus on my cakes, cupcakes and cookies and that's awesome. Yeah, it's nice to have another half of the thing. So we'll be get, we'll get to be a one stop shop basically. That's great. Yeah. I love that you have recognized and fairly early on. I mean, I know you've had experience in this for a long time, but also just recognizing that you want to stick to the things that you feel comfortable and that you can deliver high quality. I know that's something we we've chatted about outside of even this conversation is that that quality mm-hmm. is important. For sure. To you. And so to limit yourself, I think sometimes people feel like they have to do it all. Yeah. And um, we ran into that problem. She's like, because we were trying to set up the menu and she's like, I want this and this and this and this. And I'm like, calm down, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to overwork ourselves. And yeah. True. Have too much. So. Yeah. It sounds like you two play off of each other fairly well. And that was one of the things I recognized when we chatted, you know, previously to getting on here. There seems to be some great chemistry there, right? Oh, yeah. As far as business partners go. And I'm curious how, I know you mentioned like kind of the story of how that came about, but how did you, what were your thought processes of like, she's the right person truly to partner with? Because it has to be more than just, I know her and I like the cookies, right? Yeah. I would hope, or maybe it wasn't. I mean, maybe that is literally how it just kind of started. No, um, and we, like, she, we met, how long have you been married? Five years? <laughs> Five years, almost okay. six. Yeah, so six or seven years, because it was right. Yeah, we started playing volleyball about a year and a half before my husband and I got married, and that's where I met Kurt. And uh, she was working at Catering Creations, I believe, at the time. Yep. And she's kind of she would tell me stories about that and working there, and just you know how she would do things different and sure. made sense, like it was logical, and just how she would run things. And I've seen her be passionate about her other adventures that she goes on. So it was one of those of, you know, I know she'll put all her effort into this passion and she has that background to do it. And I knew we got along fairly well. You know, everyone has their quirks and stuff and we can, we can kind of judge each other and guide each other on those things Mm -hmm. to navigate that um, fairly well um, to kind of, not get on each other's nerves as much. So Yeah. We hit it off right away. I yeah. mean, we've been we've been able to joke with each other from day one and mm. you know, just we've always had a great friendship and yeah. I mean, he was in my wedding. 
Yeah. His wife was at my wedding. Our anniversary, mm-hmm. our wedding anniversary is his wife's birthday, and his <laughs> wedding anniversary is my birthday, so we're really good at like, yeah. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah. Don't are, forget to tell your Are you making wife. something nice in the kitchen for that today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So how about for you then when, because, okay, so as a business owner, if somebody approaches me and says, I have the money and I have these other skills, I think I would early on when I first started business, I probably would have just jumped in right away. Now, having had some business partners and, and I had a business partner that I was married to and that fell apart. And so now I think of it really differently when I think about having a business partner and when Michaela and I came together. So I've kind of gone through ups and downs with with that um, relationship and I think of things now differently. I'm curious for you, especially partnering with a friend, what did you think about when you when he approached you? Was it just an automatic no problem, like we're just going to do this or was there end of any hesitation and how did you navigate through that? I was 100% on board and I was worried that he was going to be like, well, let me think about it. And so I told him a couple of times, I'm like, think about it. Let me know. He's like, no, for real. Like, I'm already in. I'm like, Ser- seriously? <laughs> like, this is this is happening? I'm like, babe, did he just say what he said he said? Yeah, and he I'm- said, yep, that's what he said. <laughs> like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. So I immediately jumped right in. If it had been some random person or even just like an acquaintance, I would have questioned it and like, oh, I don't really know, but yeah. No, Kurt and I have always gotten along, and so it, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you are the perfect complement to what I can do and don't like to do, you can do and love to do, so. Yeah, talk to me about that a little bit. How do you split up responsibilities, and when when there's two people involved, and is it is it like a co-ownership, mm-hmm. or... So you literally both own it together. Is yes. that right? Okay. I am 51% owned. Yeah, she's, okay. she's the we majority. We are woman-owned. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but do you mind just talking through that a little bit? Are you willing to share a bit of how you navigated, how you were going to do the ownership and who was going to do what? And mm-hmm. I'm sure some of it naturally sort of happened, but there's always some things that have to be discussed. <clears throat> so I do all of the baking and decorating, and I manage talking to the customers because it makes sense for me to actually talk to them as opposed to, you know, him relaying stuff. Every once in a while, though, I'll be really busy. I'm like, hey, can you respond to this email for me? Um, So I do all the baking, decorating, um, and then talking to the customers. Kurt is in charge of anything, back-end, money, taxes, thank God, and... (laughs) He makes cocoa bombs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in charge of cocoa bombs. We get orders for those. I'm like, of course we can do those. Kurt, you have an order. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. He's like, here you go, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? That's just your thing? Uh, yeah. So we started that last year, and we Amber hadn't done it before, and so we got all the stuff, and I, just, I came over to help with it, and she was having a, a couple issues with it, and I just started doing it, and I'm... A computer, and I used to be like a, a tester uh, for software, and so I'd always I knew how to come up with procedures and refine them. So I I knew as I was going through stuff, I was like, oh, we do this, and then you do this, and then you can just do it really well, and you know this is how you get it. So the chocolate is covered everywhere, and Amber's like, all right, it's yours. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, you're great at this. Yeah. Guess what? It's all you now. <laughs> so you're a systems person. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Very much so. What kind yeah. of systems need put in place for a bakery? 
Oh, Lord. Uh, well, you have to have, well, there's your basic uh, business ones like payroll, HR, um, all that stuff. Uh, you'll need, you know, your inventory, uh, stuff like that, uh, recipes. You have to, you know, standardize those, which we're working on, and get your little sheets for them. Um, uh, cleaning, obviously, you have to figure out how to clean, uh, make sure you're following all the safety procedures and all that stuff. Because um, there's a lot within the food industry. And I, I was thinking about that, too, maybe just to define for people who may not know, like a cottage oh, yeah. bakery or cottage industry versus, like you've been talking about, going brick and mar- mortar. Mm-hmm. What What have you seen are the main differences that you're encountering now? So with the cottage bakery, you are required, you're not allowed to do things like use unprocessed dairy. And I can't give up the butter. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to go all shortening. But we are not allowed to do things like pumpkin breads or anything regarding pumpkin. Um, Fresh fruit is limited. I'm not 100% sure if we're supposed to use it, so I just stay away from it. They've changed the laws recently so that we can do things like interstate sales. And um, they lightened the list up a little bit on the nose so you can do a little bit more. But, again, it's stuff that I don't really love to do, so I kind of stayed away from it anyways. Um, But I just kept checking to make sure, like, is this allowed? Are we allowed to sell this? You know, there's a lot of people out there who, one – are not registered cottage bakers, and two, definitely not following the rules. So it's hard to stay in those lines with other people selling those things and having to tell my customers, like, sorry, you know, just because this person's over here doing it doesn't mean that I'm going to. Like, my plan is to open up a brick and mortar one day, and I'm not trying to get in trouble before that. With the brick and mortar, we are, because a cottage, sorry, a cottage baker is not, regulated by the FDA I see. and not FDA, sorry, the health department. Okay. So nobody, and everything's in. made in your home. Is that right? Or yes. kitchen? Okay. Yep. So everything's made in my home. Um, customers come and pick up from me. I do deliveries with a fee if I have to leave the house. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we charge appropriately for that if needed, if it's even possible, because I have children that I have to manage as well. So if it fits into my schedule, we make it work. If it doesn't, Kurt helps with that. We deliver all weddings. Um, but with the bakery, we will have the health department checking in on us and doing all the things and making sure that we're staying on top of cleanliness and using the right products and all of that and make sure that you know chemicals aren't chilling over the baked goods and whatnot. So... Um, we are allowed to be more open and use what we want to use, fresh fruit, fresh produce, uh, make the, everything with the pumpkin. And, you know, because everybody's all about the pumpkin spice and the Absolutely. pumpkin flavored everything. So we'll be, we won't be limited to what we can do unless, of course, there's, it's so like there's a Lamar donut down the street from us. They, they sell donuts. So we're not going to do donuts, you know. So other than that, we get to just do what we want. And that's awesome. Yeah. Is that, um, I'm curious to know why you want to go from a cottage-style bakery to this brick and mortar. Some people, like you mentioned, they like the flexibility of being at home. That can suit them really well. But you're choosing to take that to the brick and mortar. What's your What's your motivation there? The flexibility became too flexible. So I will drop my kids off at school or daycare, wherever they need to be, and then I'll work 
but then I'll go back and get them and then I'll come home and I'll work more. And I find myself working until three in the morning sometimes. And in one case, we were both working until three in the morning, dipping 500 pretzel rods. Yeah, and whoever ideal that was. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, I, I know we're already sold out this week. Can we squeeze in these 500 pretzel rods, please? And he's Someone like, thought it would take three hours. It took 10. Oh, my. Once we figured out a system, it worked really well. We realized <laughs> dipping with one hand was not efficient. Dipping with two hands, though, got us done quite, you know, just as fast. And we had like a little. Out. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Systematic. Love it. Um, so then we got a nice little, like thing going to speed up the process but it was still a 5 30 in the morning thing day for me mm. and then having to get up and you know take care of children at 7 30 mm-hmm. it just i mean i find myself doing that all the time and with the brick and mortar i'll actually be able to step away and be like i have staff that can help me with this like i'm doing everything right now i bake mm. i decorate i get them out the door and with children i have to limit how many orders i can actually do and having a staff who can bake everything that I need to decorate would be amazing because then I could just be like, hey, I got to go. I need to go have dinner with my family. I need to go pick up my children. I can do that now. And then getting all of the baking stuff out of my house will keep me from being able to work from home. And it's been because it's been hard on my family life. You know, I'm home with my children, but I don't actually get to interact with them because I'm working and they want to do what I'm doing. And I'm like, can't because you're a toddler. And if you sneeze on my cake I'm gonna have to throw it all away (laughs) you know and it's time consuming and it just I don't think it'll be as time consuming when I'm able to just focus on what I need to do without having to stop every five seconds and take care of my potty training toddler (laughs) you know or stop them from fighting with each other and so it is just it'll be nice to I think it'll be so much easier on everything being able to keep it all in the shop and yeah. leave it at the shop and then you go literally home and close have the door. Fa- yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then say, see you tomorrow, guys. Mm-hmm. And do that and be a part of my family again. Yeah. So my husband's been very, very supportive of me, and which is great. Um, but it's been very stressful on our relationship and our families. So sure. it's going to be great to just leave work at work and home at home. That's awesome. Yeah. Another I thing love that. Yeah. That kind of helped with going into it we kind of already decided and she already told me she wanted to do a brick and mortar when i joined okay um and i was gonna you know help do that and come up with you know the plan and all that the business plan um but it definitely helped we uh started selling out like we booked several weeks in advance uh several times during the year um and right now we're pretty much booked out through the year so You know, it's one of those of we've reached our her capacity, and you know I can help every now and then. So, but you know, you reach that capacity, you can't grow anymore. So the next logical step is is the brick and mortar. So yeah, I would love to talk about that a little bit because I think that's so universal of all businesses, all business owners, all businesses. Often we'll start as a bit of a hobby or a side thing. I've had an interest. It starts to grow. I attach a dollar to everything. We joke about that. Like I'm starting, I start a new, you know, project. I'm like, I could sell this. And then, oh, I could sell this, right? And then we kind of hone in on what it is for you. It was that the baking and decorating. And then talk to me a bit about that leap. What are you experiencing right now between you've hit capacity or are hitting it very quickly and you need to make that leap there can be some growing pains, right, in between there. 
what's much. Yeah, what's your experience been so far and, and what thoughts or advice might you give to others who are also navigating that? Because it's, I remember at one point thinking, um, and my, my ex-husband who I had the business with, I remember him saying, you know, we just have to spin the plates in the air long enough to get to the next part, right? Like you've got to keep them all spinning and just add one more plate in. Um, like you're sounds like, dangerous. Yes, I know. <laughs> it does. And it's kind of scary, but it's a little bit true. Yeah. You're sort of straddling these two worlds and it can feel like that. What are you experiencing and what might you offer to others? We have been going through all of the emotions. <laughs> we're excited and then we're nervous and then we're excited again. And then like angry. we're angry about something because we were supposed to be open a couple months ago, but mm -hmm. everything was taking forever and permits kept getting pushed back. And then when it finally all started falling into place, we're like, oh, my God, yeah. it's happening. What are we going <laughs> to do? What if we can't help? What if what if these things don't work? What if we're just overloaded all the time? And he's like, then we close the doors and say we're sold out for the day. I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. <laughs> You know, so it's going to be a huge leap because we can only take on so many customers right now, but we'll be able to take on way more and keep that availability open more and accept more orders and stop having it. It's really nice saying, I'm sorry, I'm sold out. But at the same time, I'm really excited to not have to say that all the time because mm -hmm. I'm only one person who can do so much, even though I think I could do like 15 orders in a day in a week. I know that I can't. I learned that from experience. <laughs> I cannot do that. So it'll just, it'll be a big change, but it'll be nice to be less limited mm -hmm. and have the staff to back me up and be like, I can do that for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because that was the other thing is I have one oven. I'm baking all that I can all the time. And then I have, I mean, I was lucky and had a giant industrial or commercial fridge in my garage that I was able to move stuff in but for a while before I got that it was are we buying groceries this week or am I filling up the fridge with cakes right. <laughs> so we're eating out all weekend sorry babe <laughs> so yeah. and now uh, my fridge is gone as of today yeah, yeah. um she kind of touched on this too but uh the main thing is kind of knowing your limits um, you're taking on too much. I have to always get on to her about that. Mm -hmm. She's she's like, hey, we got this one request for you. I'm like, no, we already sold. Stop it. She's like, but it's the No. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we had the one with the, the pretzels mm -hmm. uh, where that came in and, you know, it's a $500 order. You can't really turn that down. And we didn't think it would take quite as long as it did, but. It was also the middle of the week and all the other orders were for the weekend. So mm -hmm. I'm like, we can squeeze this in. It's yeah. fine. And we did. I'm curious with that, uh, thinking of that as an example, or maybe there's others. Was it worth it looking back on it now? Yes. Yeah, it was It was worth it. I mean, we had to put in our time and effort. We still, we always try to have fun. Um, just <laughs> that's our personality, if you couldn't tell. Um we're jamming out to music. Yeah. You know, uh, my husband keeps coming and going. Like, I hope you don't mind me sitting here eating ice cream. Yeah. We're like, where's our ice cream pool? Yeah. <laughs> Get in line, start dipping yeah. some pretzels, honey. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't, I don't, we don't put him to work unless we have to because his job is to keep our children alive while I am baking and decorating. Good partnership. <laughs> yes. yes. Good partnership. So what is it? I guess I feel like sometimes you can't figure that out till you hit your max, right? Like you kind of have to, yep. you got to test the boundaries or you don't know. There mm -hmm. were lots of tears involved when I decided that I've over, 
when yes. I, once I was over that line, I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't, I don't, I need help. Yeah. That's the other <laughs> I'll thing. I'll never is, do this again. Especially with partners in a business, you have to be open to asking for help when you know you've overstepped your limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, something I had to make sure that she was okay with because we both don't like asking for help. Um, so it's, we both have to kind of keep on each other about that of, you know, one, don't overwork yourself. And two, if you do, ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. We under we get it. Yeah. So. He asked me to keep him on track for something and I gave him a due date. He's yeah. like, I need you to stay on top. I'm like, well, your due date is this day. Perfect. <laughs> you have to have it done. And I sent him three text messages yesterday saying, <laughs> don't forget the cocoa bombs. Yeah. Don't forget this. And he's like, so forget the cocoa bombs. Damn it, Kurt. <laughs> Don't forget the cocoa bombs. <laughs> what do you think are like keys to your success as partners thus far? I mean, you have a great relationship to start with. You trusted each other was obvious from the beginning. You complement each other because of, you know, the differences of your skills. Um, but what, what do you think are some of the other key secrets that you have or you've noticed that other people might go, yeah, now that I think about it, that person I've been thinking about would be a great partner or might help them go, you know what? I might need to rethink whether that my best friend is might not be my best partner, right? Mm-hmm. What have what have you guys found to be keys there as this relationship has grown? I'll go first on this one. All right. Okay. Um, I was actually thinking about it on the way over. Um, one of the things is uh, you know, being able to just be around the person for a long time and not get on each other's nerves. Um, you know, a lot of people can spend time with people and have a good time, but you know, there's a limit usually. <laughs> yeah. We have yet to reach that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Not at capacity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other is uh, being able to be open and honest with each other. Damn it. Um, you but, took mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> See? Uh, <laughs> and then, so, you know, being able to handle criticism and give criticism respectfully, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then n- along with that, besides just giving criticism, is also giving praise. You know, she she makes a great cake. She sends me pictures all the time, and I'm like, I get blown away almost every picture. But there's times I'm like, that's not quite up to your quality. Yeah. <laughs> that may also be sometimes she stayed up to three o'clock in the morning, um, trying to fix stuff um, because sometimes she's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being able to be open and honest, and um, and I always try to make sure that to let her know it's not personal you know it's you try not to take it personal but you know this is this is my thoughts yeah <laughs> and she, you know Huge. i know she doesn't like it but she she handles it very well when she kind of you know give her a couple seconds to kind of process it and she usually handles it pretty well usually <laughs> there are two examples okay yeah i love <laughs> One, he was staying. In, we went to a wedding, and he was staying in the car uh, on a meeting. And he, I sent him a picture of this cheesecake that I just decorated. And he's like, "Huh? What? What? <laughs> what?" And he's like, "Nothing." I'm like, "Tell me." He's like, "I just thought it would be more." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I went back in and I added more, and it it turned out great. Like it looked a lot. Like he was right. It looked a lot better. Um, the the other one. I was doing this amazing set for this customer, and I had free reign over everything. <laughs> and I was trying; it was um, 
She was doing Somebody decorated Somebody was super cookies. nerdy. Okay. Yeah. And it was a super nerdy guy. And he was, it was his birthday. And I was trying to do, recreate that Patrick Stewart meme where it's, oh. um, use the force, Harry, signed Ga- Gandalf. Okay. And he's just chilling on the chair or whatever. And I send the, I have it all done. Faces are not my thing when mm-hmm. it comes to cookies. Detailed faces. Mm-mm. So I, I finished this cookie and he's like, it looks like Pete Ricketts. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> so I, like, scrape the face, and I'm trying again. And then it, he's like, nope. So I scrape the face. I'm trying it to the point where his face is, like, turning into this blob. Mm-hmm. My husband is like, you are not going to get this. You need to give up. I'm like, no, I'm going to get this. So it's 2 in the morning, and I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to get this. So I took a big giant bite out of the cookie and was like, well, guess I can't fix it now. So <laughs> then I just ate the rest of the cookie and it was fine. <laughs> oh, boy. That's so huge, though. I mean, Michaela, my business partner, and I have definitely found that as well. And we were talking about it on a previous podcast of that communication piece is huge. And so often it's easy to think, oh, my best friend or my good friend will be the perfect partner. And it can be, like you have found, that friendship has worked, but sometimes it doesn't work if you don't feel you can be honest with that that friend, mm-hmm. right? And But I love, Kurt, too, how you mentioned about the praise piece, because that is something that I work hard on, because when we're in the business together, it's easy just to be, you know, eyeballs deep in what you're doing and the, and assume the other person, of course, they know they're doing a good job. But some of the praise I love the best comes from Michaela. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's sort of like, um, you know, praise from a spouse, too. It's mm-hmm. just better than your friend, yeah. right, yeah. who compliments you. So when you're in business with somebody and that person compliments you, you like, you know it's real. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love you brought that up. Yeah, she, you know, I'll be working on the back end stuff. No one else gets to really see that part of, you know, the business and so I'll do something. She's like, good job. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> no, he kills it. Like, I mean, one of the biggest things that I I was just blown away on was I was working on my taxes. And he's like, no, you can do all of these other things. And you can actually claim all of these other things. I'm like, well, get over here and help me with my taxes. And by the time we were done, he had changed everything. I'm like, holy crap, that was amazing. Mm. You are amazing. And... Other stuff that he does, like, I mean, he builds all of our databases for, like, the inventory and whatnot. And, like, I would never be able to do this. I am so grateful for you. So I remind him all the time, like, I wouldn't be able to do this without you. Like, this would – I would be stuck at home forever if it weren't for you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, like, no, for real, though. (laughs) Like, this is you. I am am getting to excel as a businesswoman because of you. And he's like, no. So I have to constantly remind him that he's amazing. Yeah. And then he, you know. I guess on fine. that praise thing, besides just giving it, learning to kind of accept it. Too, yes. Is, Absolutely. It's yeah. very, for me, is difficult. I've, I've, I don't know if people have heard about it before, uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So definitely have that uh, or suffer from it, whatever. So, you know, I'm always questioning and not believing in myself. So, and questioning when other people even praise me. So when, you know, she keeps giving me that praise, it definitely helps reinforce, you know, that, you know, she actually means it and I actually am doing good. So Yeah. 
I love this. It gives me goosebumps, actually. <laughs> it really does to hear you, you know, talk this way because there are many business partnerships that crumble and it devastates relationships. And but when you see them come together and it's so good, it's so good, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, Kurt helps you move beyond what you thought was possible. She's allowing you to be able to be in an industry and a business that you just felt like, you know, you weren't going to do on your own. Mm -hmm. You needed each other to do that. And you give some things up, you know, along the way of, well, I probably would have done it this way. Or, you know, uh, you give up a little pride sometimes of somebody saying, yeah, that face looks like a, you know, politician. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm not allowed to say his name. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's good. It's totally fine. Um, I'm curious, just a little bit of a of a switch here. Well, actually, no, I should back up. Was there anything you wanted to add, Amber, just about tips as far as what's made your partnership work so well? I don't want to skip you. So, I mean, he, he's, he took it. Open communication has been our biggest thing and staying on top of each other for appointments and stuff. Like, don't forget that we have our podcast today. Or I planned, <laughs> I scheduled something. He's like, did you forget about the podcast? I'm like, we will change that time to <laughs> the schedule. No big deal. We're on it. I'm on it. So working on that has been, you know, just having that, being able to be open with him has been awesome. And... Um, one other thing really quick, if that's okay, since we're talking about partnerships, um, one of the things that they tell you to stay away from is working with family, right? So we brought on a general manager, but my sister-in-law is going to be joining our team as the general manager. And I was just talking to my my old, my previous boss yesterday who worked with both me and my sister-in-law. She it was like normally I would say don't ever work with family mm. because that could be detrimental. But Tracy and I have a dynamic that like we work together so well. We have open communication. We're not afraid to tell each other what needs to be done and be honest with each other as well. And we've always talked about, you know, if I ever open up a business, I'm going to need I'm going to need a Kurt. Mm-hmm. And she's basically another Kurt minus the whole like coding stuff shouldn't do any of that but she's also very good at the back end stuff and so we were always planning on doing that so when we were able to ask her to do this she's like I've always wanted to do small family run business stuff and then the fact that we're family just makes it even that more special Mm -hmm. and so we're really excited about that and then my baker that I worked with at another job she we're very good at communicating as well like we've always worked we immediately fell into a perfect rhythm of, you know, I need to do this, you do this. And so it's nice that we have this, like, really strong staff starting. I just wanted to throw that in there, like, you know, family, working together with her family, it's true to stay away from things like that unless you know for a fact that you have already worked together, which we've done at multiple jobs, and we have had our differences from time to time but we've always come back from it and it's never ever ever affected our friendship or relationship or family dynamic ever and so we're just really excited to bring that in and Mm -hmm. know that that. it'll work yeah you know and if i if i may throw in a couple thoughts on that because Mm -hmm. i have my parents both own their own businesses oh well and uh separately 
And then, and they worked with family. The one business that my dad, he bought it from my grandparents and my grandparents worked together. Wow. Mm. So there's been a lot of family, you know, mixing and then also having employees and, and all that. I worked in my dad's business um, for a while. So there's just a lot of similarities. And um, a couple things I have found is you're exactly right. When, when the fit is fit, it's awesome, mm. right? It can be so great. And I think one of the biggest things is just maintaining that relationship. And when you get into business, just as like you find when you get into like a marriage, it can, you can stop dating each other. Yeah. Right. And I think it's the same. This is going to sound kind of funny. It's the same with your business partner. It's the same with those managers you bring on. It's even the same with your employees. You know, there's that honeymoon stage with a new employee, even if they're not family. Oh, everything's great. And they love working there and you love them. And then it, it wears off. Right. And I think as business owners, it's our job to keep that keep that relationship strong and growing in the culture. And one of the things I have found super helpful with that, and uh, Michaela and I talk about it at nauseum, um, is a same page meeting. Mm-hmm. And so we do it once a month and we literally lock ourselves in a room. We go off site with whiteboards and we put every issue or idea on the board that we just have it because you know you're working together but you only get an hour 30 minutes or 15 minute call or or whatever and then you're like let's put a pause on that we'll come back to it this is our chance once a month we go in a room no one else is there it's just us and we just hammer through all these different you know things it's also the one time a month um, where we set it aside specifically to say um, Michaela what's it like to work with me Vivian and then she asked the same thing. And it's that honesty of, um, you know, everything's been great. Love this, this, this. But this one thing drives me nuts. Like you text me at, at 8 a.m. and I'm trying to get the kids out the door. Could you not text me at 8 a.m.? Oh, no idea. Of course, I can text you at 9. No problem. You know, so sometimes are these little things. But as we all know, with relationships, they build up. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that same page meeting has been, it's just game changing. And we're tempted to skip it sometimes. And every time we do, that's when it gets dicey. Mm-hmm. And every time it starts to feel dicey, it's about time for the same page meeting, and it just clears clears the air. And we have new ideas. It's a place for us to just spitball ideas and imagine. Um, so I, I love sharing that with people. And then the other thing that we love, we use the EOS system, Entrepreneur Operating System. And it is set up so well. So I'm looking at Kurt because you're the systems guy. Yes. And I'm a systems gal. Ooh. And... Um, if you like systems, check out EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. The book Traction is a great one. I love he's pulling out his phone. That means it might. Yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. So I just yep. love to share that with people because those systems are important. The communication is important. And I love that you've hit on those. It's just so valuable. We people. meet every Sunday. And it's not in person. It is in Zoom because mm-hmm. we do have things to do. Um, but we, you know, we do that Zoom meeting it's like set up for 40 minutes or whatever we get cut off we literally log right back in and just jump right back into Mm -hmm. it and we do it every single sunday and if for whatever reason a sunday doesn't work we move it to the next day Mm -hmm. we don't miss our meetings we check in with each other i mean we check in with each other daily but as far as business goes we spend that sunday discussing what's coming up this week? What do you need help with? How can I help you? What needs to get done on my end? What about your end? Um, we even started using an agenda to keep it more on track because, you know, rabbit holes. Um, <laughs> and now that we're bringing on, like we've started including Tracy in on those so she can be prepared. 
Um, she, we don't, we don't let her act on any of that stuff cause we're not prepared to pay her yet. <laughs> but as soon as she's paid, like she'll actually jump in knowing what she's getting into and where we're at and what needs to be done. And so, I mean, we love the Sunday meetings. Love it. Yep. I'll go outside on the balcony if it's nice out or I'll lock myself in my bedroom and because otherwise the kids are like, mom, 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 mom. My husband will even walk by and be like, oh, hey, Kurt, how's it going? How's your week going? I'm like, we're in a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody out. Official business happening. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, you I love it. After. Um, and that, you're going to, I know already, Kurt, that you're going to love and I think you too. There's a weekly meeting. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Um, I, okay. So I have, I have so many questions. We're going to have to have you back again. Cause I have like, I've got questions about bakeries. I've got questions about partnerships, all these things. But as you have been transitioning, I love this transition that you're going through, that you're mm. going from the, the hobby to the cottage style of a business. Now you're going brick and mortar. What do you think are some of the most common mistakes people make when they start a business? Ooh, I and got some. Okay. Yeah. And they're going <laughs> Kurt's like, I've got it. I got it. Sorry. Again, we kind of somewhat talked about it when being a good partner, but reaching out for help. There's so many free services out there for small businesses. Um, in Nebraska, uh, they have the, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, go for it. Nebraska Small Business Development Center mm-hmm. uh, hosts that UNO com- almost completely free. They helped us come up with business plan, finances. You know, they did some uh you know, the research, the customer research for us and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. She was wonderful. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So there's that. Um, Who there, did you work with there? Do you remember? I would have to look up her name. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. We'll we'll link it in here. Yeah. There's a couple of people we worked with, but there's one who was really great that we first started with. She did all, a lot of our research. But there's a lot of uh, other free things. There's like a a cottage a bakery like collaborative kind of here really yeah that i didn't know about i was just looking for stuff to help with you know setting things up and seeing if you know trying to find you know different systems to work with you know what people would recommend and whatnot um so you could reach out there was i reached out to them how'd you find them was it like is it like through a facebook or is it more of a community group uh, I think at, in the, another free service, UNL has, they you can go in and type in like what you need and they do this and they'll, they have like a, a database of like other free services you can get. That's awesome. Um, so they had like even like legal services you could help, that they would help look over like leases and contracts um, for you. The UNL students would do that. Um, and so they, one of those things just popped up on there and I was like, oh, hey. That would probably come in handy. <laughs> yeah. And so often people don't reach out for help or they don't know where right. to get started, right? And it's as soon as you find that one resource, it, and I think if you ask the, the question, who else do I need to know, mm-hmm. people are more than happy to tell you. Oh, yeah, definitely. How? So how did you first find that? Were you just like Googling um, generally or? I used to own another small business, but I didn't start that one. I actually took it over from my mother-in-law. Okay. And it was more of, uh, I did it more just to kind of keep it going a little bit, um, but I didn't put too much effort into like building it. Sure. But uh, they, she had some resources there that I knew about. Um, and then I also worked with a couple other small businesses when I was younger and they, you know, told me about it. And then I also, I went to UNO. So, okay. <laughs> so I get like emails from them all the time and about 
you know, the small business development center they have there. So Sometimes it pays to open the emails. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? uh, that's something, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. So many times I get emails and I'm like, oh, you know, on their newsletter. And But I will say most of the time when I open them, I do learn something new. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea of just staying curious. Oh, yeah. What's here? Maybe that could help. Maybe, you know, I think that's awesome. And then just to reach out and ask the question. Mm-hmm. Huge mistake people make. I, you know, and I, I think about, I think it causes people to not make the move as fast as they could. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the coming up with the business plan and all that from the the small business development center, that would have taken me months mm-hmm. to do. Uh, one, I'd never really done it. Um, but two, they just had a lot of Excel. They had an Excel sheet, and they're like, plug in your numbers, and it will do stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, you know, we had to do all that for the – we got a business loan, so uh, a small business loan. So we had to, you know, come up with the business plan and the finances for to get that for that application. And that was another thing was going through the small business loan. They, they kind of were like, oh, yeah, reach out to this person and do stuff. So mm-hmm. I love that. Great, great share on that. Yeah. I found her name. So she was with UNL, and I apologize in advance because I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but Aswari Kaluga Salem. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I apologize, Aswari. Um, She was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll look her up and get it linked in here so people can reach out because what a great resource, and every state and community has that. Mm -hmm. They all have, you know, different ones like that. Okay. I'm going to end us with two questions. Okay. I was, I was thinking about skipping one, but I really don't want to skip it. Okay. So I want to know, what is your secret sauce for promoting your business? Social media. I, I post everything. I, t- I even attempted to like do a sponsored one and failed miserably because I didn't, couldn't figure out how it worked. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's been free. The whole time I just post things and our friends have been so great. The second we post something, uh, my friend Jason's on there and he's sharing it everywhere. And then everybody else just starts falling in line. Kurt shares, um, Braylon shares, everybody just, I mean, I had to get on my husband for a while. I'm like, stop liking things and start sharing them. And I post it all through the business page and then I even get on there and I share to my, and then my mom shares everybody. And it's just been all it's been is Facebook and Instagram sharing and posting and uh, Omaha food lovers even. Like I'll share to Omaha food lovers. I'll share to Lit, and um, which is another Facebook group. And, I mean, I'm just all over the place. Uh, what we is move, Lit? Lit is a women's group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with Lit. That's how I actually uh, met you. Yes. Oh. found you, I think, was through a lit post. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great network of, of awesome women. Mm-hmm. Not even all business owners, but a, a lot of business owners are on there too. And it's just women truly supporting women. Yep. Mm-hmm. We found Felicia Weaver through there who put together our sign um, mm-hmm. for the store and mm-hmm. vinyls and everything. So she's been amazing. And, I mean, people reach out all the time from there. And for orders or for do you need help with this or do you need help with that, promote your stuff here. And it's just a great community. I wish I could honestly say what it stands for. I don't really know, but um, I love being a part of it. And (laughs) I'm not sure if I know either. I tried looking it up. I can't find it. I know. We could just make up our own. There you go. Our own ideas with it. Ladies in 
Toledo. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, look it up and figure it out here. Um, so you're active with your oh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing, and she's was great at this, is in the Omaha Food Lovers group, there would be like people who would be like, hey, I need to get this cake done or whatever. And you know, she would be right on there like, oh, the baking flamingos would love to help you. And mm-hmm. I'll attach out. photos. Yep. I'll even jump right in and message them directly, like, mm-hmm. you know, send you a PM. Because I feel like taking the time to reach out to them and say, hey, I put, I commented on your post and I really want to be a part of this cake or this order. And this is what I've got to show you. I feel like that helps a lot, too, is then they're not having to do all the legwork. Somebody came to them and that somebody was me. And guess who got the order? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's been it's been really great just... I, I'm all over it, you know. That's brilliant. I love that you bring that up. It's actually one of the things that we teach in through TandemWorks is mm-hmm. just the power of private messaging mm-hmm. and reaching out and that personal touch, whether it's like you're doing where you're showing, you're showcasing. And, I, you know, you pick something that's similar. They said they wanted flowers. I show them, you know, the flower cupcakes. They mm-hmm. said they wanted Cookie Monster. I show them cookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've used audio. I found that to be really helpful too. People like to hear your voice. Just hit that audio button and, you know, hi, I'm Vivian and I'd love to work with you. Let me tell you a little about you. So it's kind of crazy how people forget about that, right? I think Mm -hmm. there's this tendency and I love that you hit on it and your tips with that because there's a tendency just go, I posted it. If you bake it, they will come, Mm -hmm. right? They're not coming, (laughs) right? We're actually involved in a contest that's nationwide. Somebody submitted our one of the cakes to it recently, and I had no idea. This person reached out to us. So since then, and it's voting is open until December 30th, so (laughs) feel free to go on our page and go to cake number 79 and vote. Awesome. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the month, I mean, it's not... I mean, it's not a huge thing, but just to be included in it, I think, feel like it was called world's most impressive baking or decorating yeah. or something like that. And I was like, oh, to be a part of that is amazing. Like, it just made me feel so good about myself. So yeah. get on there and vote number 79. And you uh, can submit yourself to a lot of those types of things, too. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Oops. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like, didn't even know it was a thing. Yep. <laughs> like we know so. about, you know, Best of Omaha and we submitted ourselves. We, yeah. That's one of our goals also. Oh, goals is another good thing. Set goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about that. Uh, yeah. So I guess one thing is, you know, early on it was like, well, where do we want to go with this? What are our goals? And that was part of the business plan too. And so it was like, you know, what do we want to do in like three months? What do we want to do your short term, your middle your medium goals and long-term goals and just, you know, making sure you have that path and that vision of where you want to go and what you want to do is a very good guiding uh, light uh, mm-hmm. for us. Um, and then, you know, also she may have had some personal vendetta for some <laughs> <laughs> other bakery uh, that she used to maybe work at. <laughs> My goal, my first year goal was to win Best of Omaha. I've noticed that all of the winners this year are brick and mortars. So I have a new goal set. As a brick and mortar, we will be winning Best of Omaha next year. I don't care what it takes. Like, And it's going to be a genuine thing, not the popularity contest. I'm planning on blowing all of that out of the water and taking on Omaha food, or the Best of Omaha. That is my 
that's always been at the top of my list. Mm. And he's like, don't you have any other goals? I'm like, well, yeah, but that <laughs> one's my favorite. <laughs> you know, that's so fun. And and I'm curious to know like how far out you know you set goals and what they look like. But to talk about that for a minute, it can be easy to think of goals as like, in three years, I want X revenue. In two years, I want this. But I think it's okay to have some of those fun goals that are more... Um, personal? Personal, mm-hmm. you know? And a little a little competition mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. Oh, yeah. To put yourself out there and be, I want to be the best and recognized as the best. Doesn't mean we're tearing everyone down around us necessarily, but it's a good personal goal. That mm-hmm. does bring me to one thing that kind of was part of the social media thing with my friends sharing and putting my name on literally everything, which was a great, except that I had to start limiting them because there are a lot of people out there who are like, I want the best deal. I don't want the best looking cake. I want the best bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell them to stop. Like, I bake from scratch. Mm. These things cost money and time. I am not the $2 cupcake. I am the $3 to $4 cupcake because of these things and because I put my heart and soul to it. My cakes are not cheap. You cannot go and pick it up at a grocery store or wherever you get your cakes from and just, you know, Here's a $20 cake. I'm going to take it home. Like, I'm not that person. So you cannot, like, please stop tagging me in those because I don't want to have to let all these people down when they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, how much is your stuff? Oh, that's way past my budget. Like, I would rather be focused with the people that are willing to pay for what they're wanting and for that quality and the look. Like, I put my heart and soul into every, every order. And, I mean, even down to the, like, the perfect sharp edges. I will stay up way too late <laughs> and have to step back because I've like scraped this cake 15 times already. Like it's not perfect, but it's things like that. You know, I, I feel like our prices are fair and for baking from scratch, fresh, not getting it shipped in from wherever and popping it in the oven or defrosting it. We're, we're actually baking it and using those fresh products and taking the time to make it look great. And we have to make our own buttercream too. It doesn't come in a bucket, (laughs) you know? So I'm trying to get people to realize, like, stop putting me on those discounted stuff. Like, while I would love to help those people, it's just, it doesn't work for our business. Yeah, you need that price fit. Yeah. And they've gotten better about it. Mm -hmm. Definitely have to know what clientele we're looking for. We just played a huge part into where we wanted to put our brick and mortar we are surrounded by our ideal clientele which is great Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel like it'd be fun to have you all come back on when the brick and mortar opens we're hopeful i know there's sometimes permits and construction but what are you hoping for target so far we've passed all of our rough and inspections and they're building drywall now so like we had to get we had to get all of our big equipment in today that wouldn't fit through the main door that had so windows had to come out um so that's a huge thing and um, as as long as we stay on track and don't have any hiccups, the closest estimate they could give us was the last week of January, okay. which is great because then I was still able to use our January theme, which is flock your New Year's resolutions and get us open before Valentine's Day and in time to prep mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So as long as everything stays on track, the closest I can give you is the end of January. Okay. Yeah. 
I think it'd be fun to just chat about what it was like to open the physical location. I, Absolutely. I have a million Definitely. questions about that that we can't even start to dive into today. <laughs> I have a lot of questions too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll know more by right, then, right? right? Yes. Last question I have for you both. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you could turn back time to when you're about, I don't know, let's just say 18, which may not be that long ago, right? But Aww. 18, <laughs> what advice would you give yourself now when it comes to business or life? What would you tell him or her, the 18-year-old self? I have a giant list of things that I would have changed. Oh, she's I went thought to... about this before, apparently. <laughs> I have not. No, I haven't. I just know. Um, I am 10 years sober. Uh, almost. In February, I'll be 10 years sober. So I had a lot of things that I would have told myself, like, don't even start because it's going to be a hell of a road and stopping. And so I made a lot of bad, you know, bad decisions, made a lot of mistakes, um, had a lot of crap jobs that, you know, like, this is a great idea. I get to drink and I get to be crazy and I get to do all these things or, you know, jumping from house to house or whatever. And I just didn't really have a plan or a goal. And so, you know, at 18, I would have preferred to know where I was going and to stop making all the mistakes that I did. And instead, I just embraced them. (laughs) And I just kept going. And so, I mean, now, I'm feeling much more confident in myself. And I've kicked sobriety's butt (laughs) over the last 10 years and I hope Mm -hmm. that it continues and because I know it's not a guarantee but I'm just really excited to keep moving forward and I know that if I mess that up that I mess up everything and so 18 year old self don't be stupid (laughs) (laughs) thanks for sharing that absolutely that's huge and congratulations thank you thank you it is it's a lot of work to make changes in life especially around things like that, around addictions and that. And we, we all have something, yeah. right, mm-hmm. that if we could go back, we'd go, gosh, if I had known then what I know now. So I love to have people share these. Yep. Yeah. good. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. And I, I love where you're at now <laughs> and mm-hmm. having those goals. I think yes, that I've... really makes a difference, don't you, you know? Mm-hmm. I was going to say that would be my advice, would be to have some sort of life goals because growing up, I, my, my thing, my whole thing I was told by my family was just, you know, graduate college. And once there, you're set. And I graduate college and then got a job. And I'm like, now what do I do? <laughs> so this is, you know, I started to kind of set goals and this has helped with that. So it kind of makes your, I don't want to say makes your life more worth living, but it, it helps yeah. give you that feeling of, you know, you have something to, to strive for. I love that. And gosh, you've given me goosebumps again, you two. (laughs) This is one of the things I'm so passionate about small business because it changes the owner's life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can either let it destroy you or you can let it do exactly what you're doing, like build you up, put you further faster, Mm -hmm. find great relationships, you know, and that's really what life's about. I think we talked lots about of lists, lists. Lots of lists. Oh, yeah. I have I have about four lists at home that keep getting smaller. Like every time I knock off enough to be able to like make it a much smaller list, I make a new list. And I have prep lists and I have bake lists and fondant lists and what we need to talk about at the meeting list. Like lists <laughs> are my life, which list I gained goals. from Catering mm-hmm. Creations. Like we had a list, do list of everything. We had a 
we had an inventory, like we would be given a menu and we would have to take each menu item and put, we need a shaper, we need a spoon, we need a sterno, we need all of these things. And that was largely thanks to my boss, MJ, who taught me all of these things. The one that said it was a great idea to bring Tracy on, even though working with family is never a good idea, but ours is. And, you know, she taught me so much about organization. I've always kind of had an organizational kick, but she taught me how to put it on paper Mm. and how to stick to that. And it helped me so much. And because of all that, I can put it all into this business and be like, I need this listed out exactly the way I need it. I put each order on paper and I write out what kind of cake it is, what flavor, what color icing, what decorations I need to do. And then I put those lists into lists of, you know, the timeline of when I need to have them done by. And we have lists on the computer. We have lists on paper and yeah. just lists, 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 lists. You see Kurt over here, you're like, yes, systems. <laughs> systems <laughs> very again. much. Yep. I love it. Well, okay. So how can people find you? What's the best way to find the Baking Flamingos? We are on Facebook, simply the Baking Flamingos with our logo on there. And then Instagram is Baking Flamingos. No, the, just Baking Flamingos. And we have our website, which is thebakingflamingos.net. Perfect. And I think it's just baking flamingos. Just kidding. Bakingflamingos.net. Perfect. <laughs> we'll link we'll find we'll put it in and link it officially too. Perfect. Okay. And if they want to go vote, they have till December thirtieth. Thirtieth. And it's number seventy nine. Page twenty. Number seventy nine, page twenty. Yep. Yes. So go vote. <laughs> and you can like you can vote every thirty minutes, not that I encourage that. Thirty but you minutes. Can vi- you can vote every thirty minutes. I know, it's crazy. There's somebody on there that's constantly doing it. I mean, they, out of the people that have like five or us who are in like the 250 (laughs) right now, there's a couple people that are up like 1,300. Oh, my. Like from day two. Oh, my. So Maybe they have a robot, an automated (laughs) voter system. I keep telling Kurt he needs to do it. Build one, yeah. (laughs) Get it built, Kurt. We want to win. Yeah, she was like, well, I brought that up. Yeah. I was like, I can build a, a script to... To do that. She's like, you should do it. I was like, I got to find the time. Then you can start yeah. selling that. <laughs> Even yeah. without that, we're still in the top six out of 80 cakes. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. From all over the country. Well, I hope you win. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure to go vote. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on here. Thank yeah, you for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you yeah. for having us. Yeah. Look um, forward to hopefully having another episode with us. Yeah. I think that'd be great. We, we want to check in with you once you have the, the new brick and mortar bakery open. Yeah. We'll have a celebratory toast. We'll do an evening podcast. I love it. And we have some hot tea and whatever we need. So I love those. Cupcakes. We'll yes. bring treats next time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was sold out this week. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. We'll, we'll check in with you again soon. Sounds great. Writing Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions.